armchair. There's something, I'll say there's something kind of yeah about a kid that's never played baseball. <laughs> we have been hoodwinked, bamboozled, and flat out deceived. Why did you get so drunk? You got drunk. <laughs> I'm just really exhausted. What's in that cup? Rum and Cokes? Do you have any idea how important you this is? Have trying to save idea? the pump up. Really? This do is you what have you're doing? Any this idea? is what you're doing? Chief, what do you want to do tonight? Same thing we do every night. Try to take over the world. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Armchair. YouTube Live. Radio Station. The radio station you can call your own. You're listening to Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. We're here live weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern, WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key, and simulcasting on YouTube.com forward slash at Braves Country. Your first choice for Southern sports. Good afternoon. I'm Mac McGee, and I don't know much, but I know one thing. I come running in here to the house today, get ready for the show. My word, is there a lot of news going on? Let's go. Armchair. Community Access Channel. He's the armchair quarterback. He's full of beer and he's full of snacks. The All-American man. Hey, howdy, hi, and how the hell are you? What a day in sports. If you're a basketball fan or even remotely an NBA fan, so much to get into and so little time to do it. Steven is on the way. We'll be talking. We're going to try to squeeze in a little football and a little baseball, but so much stuff going on. We all woke up to the incredible news that Kevin Durant has been dealt to the Nets. So that's number one right there. That's the first thing that everybody jumped off with this morning. And I can't say that I was at all shocked because I guess maybe just because having a kind of a a pulse for this, listening to a lot of New York radio every day in the mornings, I tend to know what's going on in, in the Northeast with the Northeast teams. And they've been talking about it for a while that KD wants to go to Phoenix to reunite with CP3. And when the trade was made on, the trade request made it on Friday and it was executed on Sunday for Kyrie to go to Dallas, I kind of figured this was going to happen, but no one was sure if it was going to happen this year. Because KD was still under contract. I mean, he, he just signed an extension. And I mean, these NBA players are pieces of work. They get ridiculous extensions and then immediately don't want to tough it out where they're at. And that's going to be KD's legacy, no matter what you say about him. And everybody knows the greatness of his ability. That's not to be doubted. But when the going gets tough, he gets going. And it, it, that's just the way Katie's always been. Same same thing with Kyrie. I'm not letting him off the hook. So a few years back when they put this team together, put these two guys together, 
I said then they weren't going to do anything, and they didn't. They had a couple of exciting series. I guess one really exciting series in the playoffs the entire time that they were there, and that was the one where KD was carrying them all the way through against Milwaukee and just barely lost. What was that, two years ago? And they got swept out of the playoffs last year. And the whole time Kyrie was there, but he wasn't there, and he is there, and he's not there, and he is there, and he's not there. That kept going back and forth. And the the only thing that I'm happy about with them getting traded away, because I listen to so much New York radio, I've got family up there, so I'm kind of ingrained into the New York scene, even though I'm not really a fan of many of the teams up there. I still pay attention. But I don't have to hear about that. that. I mean, there's no other word for it dumpster fire of a soap opera that has been going on up there for the Brooklyn Nets. Now, all the Knicks fans are laughing their butts off today because they are, they were dealing with a few years back. Remember, if you remember a few years back, KD was rumored to possibly be going to the Knicks. And then when he went to Brooklyn and then Kyrie went to Brooklyn and everybody basically jumped out there on the Nets bandwagon and they started telling Knicks fans, we are the new team in New York. We are the ones you have to worry about. We're the super team. And that team didn't do squat. Now they have traded away James Harden last season because he wanted out. And I really couldn't blame him, to be honest with you. Not that I'm a big James Harden fan, but dealing with Kyrie is just an absolute nightmare. Luka Doncic will, will, will find that out soon enough. And now they trade Kyrie to Dallas and then KD goes to the Suns. And what's really funny about this is that the East has really opened up and the West has gotten so incredibly talented, essentially overnight. Because Dallas is going to be, Dallas is going to be a team that you're going to have to be worried about. When you play them in the plus, I don't think they're going to make a deep run, but they're going to put points on the board and they're going to make it difficult for whoever plays them to knock them out. They're just not going to play a lot of defense and that'll be their Achilles heel. The Suns become a legitimate title contender with the addition of KD. Whether you like his antics or not, whether you believe that he's at fault or he's not at fault in this whole thing, he's definitely played a hand in it. You can't deny how good he is. Now he is 35 and they just signed, they just acquired a guy for several first round draft picks that by the end of this contract, he'll be what, 38 years old, making a super max. So good luck with that holding up. He's had some injuries in the past. Now, all in all, he's been fairly healthy, but he's injured right now, right? So we'll see what happens with KD there and see if he shows up and actually puts in enough. And can they get the chemistry in time too? But regardless, Phoenix becomes a title contender for the next few years. On the tail end of CP3's career and legacy, on the tail end of KD's career and legacy, that's definitely what you get at this point. The next thing that you're going to end up with is the entire Western Conference just becomes a gauntlet. Now, there were a lot of moves 
made. Let's get into some of those in case you've missed it because it's all been overshadowed by the KD move. The Hawks trade Justin Holiday and Frank Kaminsky to Houston for Garrison Matthews and Bruno Fernando. And I know that's not going to make a lot of waves overall, but it is of interest here in the area. I think all in all, it's a pretty good move for the Hawks who are trying to build in the right direction, but it's not going to make them an instant contender. We all know that. You get Milwaukee sending or, or receiving Jay Crowder from Brooklyn for five second round picks. Man, that is a lot of draft picks that Brooklyn has acquired. Jay Crowder is good, but he's not wreck your entire team good, but they must believe that Jay Crowder is going to be the difference in Milwaukee being able to win the title. That's the only reason why you make that move. Boston made a move for six foot 11, Mike Muscala. Now you may not be familiar with them, Boston fans, but essentially he is a big man that can shoot from the outside and he gives them another big man presence, but he's really more of a perimeter type player. They give up Justin Jackson and two second round draft picks. I don't think that's a lot to give up when you're just trying to right now, Boston's looking for death and, and oh, by the way, the, the books in Vegas have already cleared it. It's already become a thing. The books in Vegas are instantly putting the Celtics still at number one to win the NBA title at plus 350. The Suns have moved to 500 plus 500 at number two. So we keep an eye on that. The Knicks got Josh Hart from Portland. They sent Cam Reddish. Ah, I don't know if I love that. They also sent their 2023 first round pick. Now it is lottery protected and all those get, we won't get into the weeds of all these lottery protection, but basically most of it means that, that they're protected. They don't lose that pick if it, if it falls around a certain range. And essentially what, what the Knicks were doing was saying, we want to get a guy, improve our front court, but at the same token, if that if we end up make, missing the playoffs and go into the lottery, we're not going to give up our pick. Minnesota, they get Mike Connolly is the big name there. Mike Connolly Jr., the Lakers bring in D'Angelo, D'Angelo Russell. Remember, he was originally a Laker. Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt. The Jazz are getting the Lakers' first-round pick in 2027. Man, is that a kick a can down the road type of thing? And it's top four protected, too, by the way. So if the Lakers are terrible and they end up in the top four, Jazz don't get the, the pick anyways. And the Jazz get Russell Westbrook or have to absorb Russell Westbrook. And that's basically a short-term fix for Utah to get out from under all the other salaries. They're going to take on Russell Westbrook for the short term. And then to try to put a cap on this real quick, because so much stuff is going around here. Uh, San Antonio made a minor move in Miami. Nothing really to write home about. We know about the Kyrie Irving and Markeith Morris going to Dallas. Spencer Dinwiddie, which by the way, Spencer Dinwiddie is a pretty darn good player and Brooklyn's getting pieces to build a team that not only I think is going to be a little better, I think they're going to be a little more likable for the fan base. So yeah, they're going to take a step back, 
And it's funny because they're sitting there when they're the fourth or fifth position in the in the East right now as they continue to fall. They'll continue to crater. They might slip their way into the playoffs, but it'll be an early exit no matter how, how you look at it. Even if they somehow find a way through the first round, a bunch of kids like this are not going to fight their way into uh, into any kind of Eastern Conference finals. But I do believe that when you're, when you're adding Dorian Finney-Smith, you're adding Spencer Dinwiddie, and then the five first-round draft picks that they are going to receive from the Suns, that's just incredible. And what about the five second-round draft picks they're going to get from Milwaukee? So we're really looking at Brooklyn's going to have from Phoenix, it's 23, 25, 27, 29. So it's really four first round picks. And then they're doing going to do a pick swap for 2028. Now that's an interesting one because that comes on the heels of Kevin Durant's end of his contract. And he may re up with the Suns and Brooklyn gets the gets the short end of that stick if Brooklyn's not wheeling and dealing, but it gives them five years to kind of get it together. But if Phoenix is terrible that year, Brooklyn's going to get another big time pick. So there you have that. And it is a big day in the NBA trade deadline. We've got the Super Bowl coming towards you. We've got so many things going on in the world of sports. We're going to take a real quick break. When we come back, Stephen will join us, and we're going to talk some football, some, we're going to try to squeeze in some baseball and get all his reactions. We'll be back in a flash here on Braves Country and Braves Country HD, wherever you stream. Right here on 99.1 FM, the key. Good day to be a sports fan. Braves Country on YouTube Live. Covering the AFC South and NFC South, along with the rest of the NFL. Subscribe and like us today. Your first choice for sports talk, Braves Country, on WQEE and YouTube.com forward slash at Braves Country. I hear these fools on TV talking about defund the police and things like that. We need police reform and prison reform and things like that. Because you know who ain't going to defund the cops? Rich neighborhoods. So that notion they keep saying that, I'm like, wait a minute. We just going to leave. Who, who are people supposed to call? Ghostbusters? When we have crime in our neighborhoods? ACC football covered like no other here on the Armchair Quarterback. Reggie Gillespie dives into the end zone. The winning points from North Carolina State. And the teams come together in the end zone, pushing, shoving between the pack and the heels as Gillespie has scored the winning points, his fifth rushing TD. But these teams need to be separated. The emotion boils over on the last play of the game as Gillespie goes to the end zone. And it's a sea of Carolina blue and state red. And Carruthers gets into it, and they've doused him, and now we've got a big crawl out of the field. Mooring would have been the 200th victory for Bobby Bodman. Look at this. That's an ugly mess down there. This is ugly. Starting to get it cleared up down there, although there's still some bodies flying around. ACC football, backyard brawls all year long. 
Hey, folks, this is Mark White with The Mark White Show, and you can tune in to The Mark White Show every Saturday from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. right here on Rock 99 WQEE The Key, the home of Southern sports and talk. Welcome back to Braves Country. Mac McGinn, the armchair quarterbacks, weekdays, 3 to 5 p.m., drive time on WQEE. Welcome back. NBA trade deadline has come and gone. See if any other news might trickle in. I think you see that more of the the Major League Baseball trade deadline. It always ends at 4 o'clock, and then you'll start hearing reports at 425, 445 until the moves made. Haven't seen any big reports so far. As we welcome in Stephen Troche. Stephen, how the hell are you, sir? Man, I'm doing great. I'm just trying to keep everything uh, straight with all, like everything that's happened today. I mean, it's it's insane. There's been so much. I mean, like like this is what a trade deadline is supposed to be. Yeah, I'd say this is one of the better trade deadlines, especially for the NBA that I can remember in quite some time. And uh, you know, one I didn't even bring up in the last segment that I probably should have brought up for you Warriors fans is that the Warriors sent uh, James Wiseman to the Pistons for Sadiq Bay. So Wiseman's <laughs> Wiseman's done in uh in Golden State. I I know he technically won a, a ring there, but it feels like he kind of underachieved, underperformed and I guess he'll have a chance to start over in Detroit and maybe get a chance to get more playing time and help pad his stats. So I'm like, that was actually a uh, three-way trade. So the Pistons got James Wiseman, Sadiq Bay went to the Hawks and then, uh, the Warriors got Kevin Knox and they got, they got five second round picks. What did I say? Did, did I say Bay to the, to the Warriors? Oh, I, I, like Bay was in that trade. It was just, it oh, was sorry. a three-way trade. Sorry. I've got three screens that I'm trying to read off of. And I don't know what I said, but what you said, it was correct. <laughs> you had, you had it just about there. I've got like nine nine things going on, and most of it's the news. And then for some reason, Martin Lawrence is on one of my screens out front. I don't know what that's about, but there's <laughs> it's, it's an NBA show, and they're I don't know the does he got a movie coming out or something, or maybe he got traded. I don't know. Um, some wild stuff, and of course, I'm all over Celtics Twitter and their fan bases. Like, do something. We're not doing anything. I'm like. We've got probably the best team in the NBA. We, I, I felt like that we added some some good depth across, across the front court with Mike Muscala coming in from uh, OKC. I think the fans wanted to see some some name that they really knew. Um, I kind of thought they might m- make a play to get uh, Crowder away from the Nets because the moment he was traded to the Nets, the buzz was already starting that, that they were most likely not – he he was never going to put on a a Nets jersey, right? Oh yeah, no. I mean, he's he already went to uh, Milwaukee. Correct. But I'm saying that that's yeah, I mean, there, there was no that, way there was no way he was staying in Brooklyn. That that was the rumor was that the Celtics may be trying to put something together to get him from the Nets. But then when I saw what Milwaukee gave up, I'm like, man, he's good, but he's I just I don't know, man. Five second round picks. Yeah. 
for Jamison Crowder. And I believe I could be wrong, but I believe he's a free agent at the end of the year. I think you're right. And I'll tell you what, that if, if, if he is, what that tells you right there is what I've kind of pounded the, the dust for, for, for years is it draft picks mean nothing in the NBA. Not a damn thing. Unless you have like a, what would you say? Top four, top five pick. They're basically, you're lucky if, if you can turn something into something. Yeah. Jamison Crowder. Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder, excuse me. Um, let me see. I'm, I'm pulling up his contract right now. I thought I read that a couple of days ago when there was a rumor, but that may not be correct. Actually, yeah, one, one, yeah, yeah, he is. He's a free agent, unrestricted free agent in 2023. Makes he's sense. Years, he's 32 years old. They gave up five second round draft picks. The one piece that I didn't see in this trade is uh, they get like the Bucks gave up Jordan Nawara and um, Serge Ibaka's going to um, Indy. Ibaka's I mean, like well beyond his prime but right well all those guys are at this point i mean you you got kd going to to the suns to reunite with cp3 might as well go go get serge abaca <laughs> just put put them all back together be be okc southwest and yeah that's going to be a fun team to watch the the dallas i just assume kyrie's going to implode in about, I don't know, T minus six weeks, something will go down in Dallas that he's not happy with. And no matter how you look at it, the Mavericks are not going to play defense. So, th- so that's going to be an issue. I mean, maybe not like now. Yeah. But I mean, like they were one of the de- like better defensive defensive teams in the league. So like, it's definitely going to be interesting to see how they handle that without Dinwiddie and, uh, who was it? Um, Dorian Finney-Smith was the other piece in that trade, right? That's a big yeah. I mean, he was, of what, yeah, he was huge. Defense that they did play, he kind of he actually kind of filled their uh, Jay Crowder role, so to speak. And Kyrie is base. Kyrie will take defensive trips off. <laughs> I mean, I imagine Kyrie will take weeks off to go to like a bar mitzvah or something. Like, he'll just say, "I, I'm, I'm not coming to work," but um. I guess the good news for Mark Cuban is that if they drum up another pandemic next year, at least Kyrie went to a state that doesn't typically ask you to, to take the vaccinations. So that's a that's a plus on on that end. Um, that was definitely one way of looking at that trade. I guarantee you, there were probably teams that thought about making a move for him. And if you're sitting in a state. Where, you know, let's just say the Lakers, the Clippers, because he was rumored to go there. They're probably sitting there going, man, I am not going to deal with that because if we get another vaccination mandate, we know California is going to, Portland's out, right? Like, dude, there's certain states where you're like, there's no way. He becomes, do you want to be a Magic, a Rocket, or, or, uh, I'm sorry, a a Maverick, a Rocket, or heck, you know, or, or an Orlando Magic? Maybe the Heat. Got San Antonio in there. Ooh. Do you think Pop would have, like what put up with his crap? <laughs> I would love to see that. Would be the greatest combination ever. Pop, 
trying to coach Kyrie. <laughs> I'm seeing like three practices and Pop just I, I can see Pop just throwing his hands up and like, nope, done. I've seen, <laughs> I've so off to the side one of my monitors that's going is interview with Kyrie Irving asking him about the trade of KD to the Suns. And I, I can't read what he's saying right now. I've heard most of it. But I just noticed in the short time that, that we've been talking about, I'll say, I'll say 45 second minute clip, he, he did air quotes three or four times. Whatever he was saying, he kept going like this. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Uh, Got to watch out for those flat earthers. Okay. Let's, uh, God, is it, is there anything else that I might've missed? There, there wasn't another blockbuster, right? I don't know. Uh, no, not that I saw. Okay. Just want to make sure there's not something more insane. Like LeBron James is heading to man. I I'll tell you what the Lakers really should have thought about moving him. Yeah. I mean, there's, how do you even trade a player like LeBron? Well, you trade him to the Eastern Conference to give him a fighting chance. Because what well, just more like, how do you even put together a deal around a player with that kind of contract and just that kind of presence? It would be funny if the day after he breaks Kareem Abdul Jabbar's scoring record that the Lakers trade him away. <laughs> well, he, he already broke it. So, that, like, that, that moment's long past. That. That's exactly what I just said. Is it if he just broke it, if they traded yeah. him away today, oh, yeah, basically yeah. they haven't played a game since. So if, yeah. if if they trade him away right after he broke it, that would be hilarious. That would basically be in the Lakers saying, Well, we just wanted to make sure you broke it in our jersey, but now you can kick rocks. It's not like they're doing anything this year in the playoffs. No, especially especially in the West. I mean, they've made a few moves here and there, but I really think that was just a salary move to try to give them some flexibility for the offseason. Yes, I mean, like they also um, they parted with uh, Thomas Bryant today. They like, I mean, uh, Westbrook got traded away. They also <laughs> sent away Patrick Beverly. I saw, I saw the Beverly thing. I like, man, he has sat there and just bootlicked. LeBron James all year long after always being an antagonist to LeBron James. And now they give they trade him. Didn't they trade him to Orlando, right? Yeah. Like what a, uh, what a nice parting gift here. Go, go to the magic and just hate your life. That is a kick in the grapes, man. So, you know, he's going to be back on podcast trashing LeBron again, but he's yeah. got LeBron has two more years left on his contract. Oof. So, and at the end of that, when he becomes an unrestricted free agent in 2025, he'll be 40 years old, which I think is when Bronny's going to enter the league. And I, yeah, think, I, mean, he, I think he'll sign a cheap deal with whoever drafts him. Oh, I mean, it's already, it, I mean, LeBron's already come out and said multiple times, if Bronny's in the league, he doesn't care where he, where he goes. Like where Bronny is, he he will he will go join that team. And isn't it funny because no one's asked Bronny if he wants LeBron there. 
Like if you finally get in the league, man, and you're gonna go, you're gonna go be the guy, and your dad, who happens to be LeBron James, is gonna be shadowing over you. Oh, that's worse than when, uh, when the when uh, Ken Griffey Senior. That's what I was about to say. That's that's worse than that because Ken Griffey Senior was a really good player, but he wasn't at the level that LeBron James is. That is like you you talk about a shadow being cast over a kid. I don't, I'm not sure if that's fair, to be honest. But what do I, I mean, know? I'm just sitting. Here I mean, t- taking the parent part out of it, talk about a like shadow being cast of like with LeBron, but like with LeBron, just about how he all the hype he had coming into the NBA. He was being dubbed a Hall of Famer like before he even stepped on a court. And I mean, talk about someone really living up to expectations. Can you, I mean, really like, like back in like LeBron's rookie year when he was drafted, did, would you have guessed he would have been the player to break um, Kareem's scoring record to be one of the best players, if not the best player in NBA history? Yeah. So Bronny's going to be NBA draft eligible, the NBA draft of 2024. So he may force a trade out if the Lakers still suck. What does that mean? 2024. Who's coming? 25 would be his rookie year. I think. No, 24, 25 would be his rookie year. So LeBron's still going to have one more year at the Lakers. Now, look, the Lakers might suck so bad that they'll be able to draft him. <laughs> so um, whether they'll want to draft him is a different is a different case. If you can you imagine the drama between that, let's say the Lakers absolutely stink. They get the number one pick and LeBron wants them to draft Bronny and the Lakers go, yeah, but, and I'll just say random player, Bill Jones is a, is the obvious number one pick in the drama leading up to the draft. That's, yeah, that's I mean, what you'll hear of ESPN will open every morning with that. Yeah. Whether or not he'll get his way too would, would be the would be the funny part because you might get the situation where they say no we, this guy is obviously going to be better. So, <laughs> with the first pick, Lakers select Bill Jones, and by the way, uh, <laughs> LeBron's getting traded to wherever Bronny's going to. But there, but if it, someone did absorb his salary. On that year, it's fifty million. Ooh, I'm sure they would do some like some kind of rework. I don't know. I, don't, I, I mean, the, the way he was talking about it, he didn't care if he had to sign a league minimum deal. Like the only thing he wants to right. do is play All with his kid. Twenty five, which I could see that. Like in other words, Bronny gets his first year. He goes and plays. I don't know Orlando, whatever. And then LeBron James in, in twenty five after. Bronny's been in the league one year. He could go sign, sure, for, for league minimum. There's nothing stopping him. It's not like he's got to do it for the money anymore. Yeah, that's the last thing LeBron has to worry about. But if he would have been doing that all along these past few years, LeBron would still be relevant. But he has sucked out quite a bit of, of the team cap every single year. See, he... In other words, he's the anti-Tom Brady. Tom Brady always signs this this very f- team-friendly deal so that they can go out and, and add pieces around him. LeBron's like, nah, man, I want my $50 million. And I want Unibrow to get paid $50 million. 
and then we have no other money left elsewhere. I mean, to be to be fair, they were their biggest issue was um, giving all that money to Russell Westbrook because he like that's what really tanked everything. They had a competitive team. They won a um tor- like they won a, a championship with LeBron already. They have they have never won a championship with LeBron. I mean, it was the um oh the, the bubble season. Yeah, I don't count that. They won a tournament. They won an AAU ter- closed in tournament in the in the uh, in the ballroom in in Orlando, Florida that that nobody saw. But they but they've never won an actual NBA championship, and I don't even remember who the hell they played in the because I, I mean it was it's that insignificant. Miami. Okay, I'll I'll just take your word for it because I didn't watch it because it was absolutely just you, you talk about boring. Oh, and the stupid monitors that they would have signs of whatever the hell that was. Um, but as far as it's, but if it, if it's not Westbrook, it's always been someone that's been sucking down because remember they, they added Westbrook as a panic move because they stunk the year before. I'm trying to remember who was on that team. Uh, you got me because I checked out of that season when they took what, six months off or whatever it was in between. It was like this isn't even a this isn't even a championship. You know, the baseball one felt different, the football one felt different, but but the basketball and hockey, both of those championships seemed very, very AAU tournament style. I see, I see bigger crowds and a bigger interest in these nightly college basketball games I watch on ESPN Plus, where it's like Ryder versus Maurice. I think that's a little bit much. There was nobody watching them. You go back and look at the numbers. There was nobody watching the NBA finals in 2020. People came back and watched some football. The, the world series did well, but the, but the NBA finals were absolutely atrocious along with the hockey but I mean, hockey's numbers didn't take the big dive because hockey rarely gets the big numbers in the United States. Uh, real quick, um, you got any uh, DFS going on for for NFL? Yeah, I mean, I, I, like I'm still working on throwing some lines together. I'm not. I don't think I've settled on one yet. But one thing I am looking at for sure is in my captain spot. I'm going to be getting a lot of Devonte Smith, a lot of Miles Sanders. And a uh, decent amount of AJ Brown. I'm not seeing too much value on the Chiefs side of it. I mean, you have tra- uh, Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes are the obvious producers. From there, it's just kind of all speculation. Like, how's that backfield going to play out? Is it going to be Pacheco again? Are they going to go back to uh, McKinnon? Like, how healthy is that re- like receiver room? Like, is who's going to be the one that that pops off there? Who, is the, who are you saying? Ceh is back. Oh. He's back, yeah. baby. I, I, I purposely didn't mention him because that's just the. I don't even want to think about him cutting into the wor- workload of Pacheco and McKinnon. I saw them activate him the other day, and the, you were the one of the first person I thought of. I was like, if that doesn't throw a monkey wrench into the whole situation, man, because you know Ceh goes out there and catches a couple of really short touchdown passes, and everybody gets screwed because you're not thinking about even starting him in, in a DFS situation. I know, I know. There's no book that actually has this line, but I want to see um, who plays more snaps, Ronald Jones or Ceh. That would be a good bet. 
That would be an interesting one. I would say probably CEH. Yeah. Assuming that all these guys are, are actually uh, activated and on, on the roster on Sunday. But they did activate him this week, but that doesn't mean that there's necessarily – he could still be one, one of the guys left off. Yeah. The – so, so, so you're leaning with the theory that that the Eagles are going to roll? No, it's not not necessarily. It's more that I see more value in using their skill opposite uh, skill players in the captain spot. Um, so I mean, really, the only people from KC I consider in that spot are Mahomes and Kelsey, but they're both so expensive that dropping down three, four thousand for Devonte Smith, AJ Brown. Miles Sanders, that just it, it gives you so much more flexibility when building the rest of your lineup. Do you have the lineup in front of you right now? I don't have a finished one yet. Like I'm still going back. I was wondering if you had the values in front of you because because I had a curious I was curious about someone. Um, young Joka, is he what he's going? Sorry, my, my iPhone's cut out for a second. Repeat that last part. What's what is Young Joker going for? Kadarius Tony. Yeah, I'm trying to find it. Sixty six hundred. Oh wow. Actually, that's that's probably captain salary. So it's probably it's yeah, it's about that between that and five uh, thousand. And that's uh. So if, so if he's sixty six hundred. What is AJ Brown? I'm getting it pulled up. Like back up. That that was actually his captain price. So let me. When you say captain price, what what do you mean by that? So on DraftKings, when you're like for these single game slates, you get uh, six roster spots, and one of them you uh, dub a captain per se. So you for like that player, you get they get about 1.5 times their normal points, but you also pay up uh, 1.5 times their salary. Oh, uh, gotcha. Okay. So, so okay. Gotcha. So Tony is actually 4,400. Okay. So, okay. So he's actually a decent value if you pick him and you don't put him in the captain's chair. Yes. And then uh, AJ Brown, like you asked before, he is 9,200. So if you try to put him in the captain's chair, you're talking about what, 14? Uh, it is actually Almost 15. 13, 8, I believe. Was the number I saw? Yep, thirteen thousand eight hundred for uh, AJ Brown, okay. and as opposed to if you went like Travis Kelsey, it's fifteen nine. So you're better off trying to find someone who's cheaper that you think is going to go off. Is is the short of it, right? Yeah, I mean, like just the top three of Hertz, like the two quarterbacks and Kelsey, they're just so far and away more expensive than everybody else. And I feel like the that next group down of skill position players. They they have the ceiling to match. I'll tell you a guy who who I think may have a good matchup, whether this plays into your world or not. But uh, Dallas Godair, I I figure he's got to be much more, uh, much cheaper than Kelsey. Correct? Yeah, Kelsey is ten six, and Godair is six thousand four hundred. I think I think he could be a guy that gets very active in that game because. If if you've watched the Eagles, I think a lot of people have gotten stuck on the final score and how they just dominated, but they've played two really bad football teams because they played 
Daniel Jones in the in the Giants who struggled to get to move the ball across midfield during the regular season, and then they played a San Francisco team that had no quarterback, right? Um, what 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 gets lost in this is that Jalen Hurts was really inaccurate in both of those games. So he might have to be, let's say they let, let's just play an antagonist. I know a lot of people believe that the Eagles are, are, are going to roll, but let's say they fall behind and Hertz has to, had, has to go to the air to get him back into the game. I don't know if it's going to be an AJ Brown type situation or, or if he's going to be trying to dump it down to a guy like Godair. I mean, I, I like, I definitely think that all of the passing out, op- like those, the top three passing options that again, Philly are well in play. I don't know how healthy Hurts' uh, shoulder is. I mean, yeah, there was kind of not up to par competition, but even still, he just didn't look fully right. But I mean, I, I fully expect Philly to have to play from behind. I was kind of going through and looking at their schedule and who they played this year. Oh, it's a joke. I mean, they're if like you take out those two division games against Dallas. So I mean, Dak, I think Dak, Dak is for the most part, a legitimate quarterback in the NFL. The only other teams that they played with a respectable quarterback, like respectable level, like average at best. It's a joke. Trevor Lawrence in week four, Kyler Murray in week five, Kirk Cousins week two. Yeah, and Kyler Murray's not a respected quarterback by even his coaching staff. You've got... At this point... When I looked at it, when I looked at it, because I don't remember who was on the show that we were talking about this, but essentially through about, I want it was like beginning or middle of October, he played two quarterbacks worth their salt. And it was, it was Dak Prescott and Aaron Rodgers. That's it. Was Tannehill playing in the, in, in the Tennessee game? For part of it, but that, but that was after he hurt his ankle and he tried to give it a go and he played like, I, like maybe two quarters. Yeah, but I, I I'm, looking, I'm looking at this. It's, Kenny Pickett, uh, Davis Mills, whoever was starting for Washington at the time, whoever was starting for Indy at the time. Right. Daniel Jones twice. I think it was. That's why I had the Niners winning that game because I was like, there's no way. And then, and then Purdy gets hurt. And I'm like, ah, well, that's the one factor that you don't factor in, right? The backup to the backup to the backup getting hurt. Their fifth round, or sorry, uh, fifth quarterback coming into the game in the in the name of cmc mm-hmm. the nfl's got to change that rule I, I talked about it the day after they've got to change that rule On play, in the playoffs you're only allowed to have well just in in general you only have, <laughs> allowed to have two quarterbacks activated okay no, you can have three quarterbacks they just people like everyone just chooses to only have two no, they changed that rule about three or four years ago. They need to change it to where at least in the playoffs, okay, give me at least the playoffs. I get it if you don't want to do it regular season, but at least in the plus, you need to have a third quarterback active. And, and while you're doing it, round it out to a 55-man roster and give me another offensive lineman or lineman of your choice if you want defensive lineman. Because that's normally what you get with your thinnest is a quarterback that gets hurt, or some lineman issue. Cause nobody wants to watch that. Nobody wanted to watch Brock Purdy with basically a noodle, a broken yeah. noodle. 
he can only throw it five to like 10 yards max. Is he, is he going to be looked upon as the, uh, is the, the quarterback for 2023, or do you think they're going to go and try to get something in free agency? Cause I think they're going to try to move, uh, Trey Lance. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think it all comes down now to how Purdy's arm like uh, reacts to the Tommy John surgery. So, I mean, I, I can't really recall many quarterbacks that have had that surgery. Like, so, I mean, I'm not even familiar of the difference in the recovery time frame. Now I know it's not as long as it is with a pitcher because it's just it's just a different motion, but they're still saying bare minimum six months, and he's not going to have the surgery for I think they said another week or so. So 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 that's putting you in the middle of August. Let's oh actually no just just like a brand new update he is uh, Purdy is not getting Tommy John. Oh jeez, I mean that's a good thing. Like he doesn't need the surgery. He he's having a surgery, but it's not Tommy John. You you know what that means? He's gonna have to have Tommy John surgery sometime in the middle of July because whatever they're trying to do, whatever kind of hokum magic they're trying to do, is not gonna work. Yeah. It always happens. They they always try to get cute, and then they go, ah, we gotta have the surgery because because what he's looking at is he wants to be able to be healthy enough to keep his job. He's worried about someone else coming in, right? But I thought, look, if Brady's not gonna come out of retirement to play one more year with the San Francisco 49ers, which makes so much sense for everybody. If that's not going to happen, then I think they need to go out and sign a guy like Mike White, right? And just have an answer for if Purdy does not, if he's not able to to play well, because I think Trey Lance is going to be on his way out. I, I think they're going to give him at least one more year to see. Really? He, he looked terrible. He looked absolutely awful, even before his injury. He got benched in the preseason. I I don't think... Now, w- what I'm not familiar with is whether or not Shanahan was pulling the strings to get Lance or if that was strictly a front office move. But yeah. sometimes these guys will ride or die with it, even if it's a terrible move because they don't want to look stupid. They don't want their their guys to go, well, you spent this and you spent that and you spent this and you spent that. You got to start them, which I always think is a stupid reasoning for anything. It's the reason why Zach Wilson kept getting getting chances behind center. Just yeah, yeah, that, yeah. If you made a mistake in the draft, you made a mistake in the draft. Own up to it and move on. God, it's crazy. I mean, it's. I just now, now, now. One of the questions would be: Is it what can you get for Trey Lance? Depends who you're looking, like who you're trading with. Um, I mean, it's just he's got. There's so much potential there. I mean, he's only what was that? A second, like last year was his second, uh, his sophomore year, essentially. Yeah, but he looked terrible. If if Josh Rosen can get a second round pick, people, someone's going to pay a first round for Trey Lance. <laughs> You're they're definitely not getting a first round pick for Trey Lance. Maybe a second, but just the way these things go, I'm thinking if you can get a third, jump on it and go. Just go ahead and move on, because typically what happens, and it's not the way it used to be. 
Like when, like, you know, years ago, we're used to, you're more concerned with the guy who's already established. Nowadays, these general managers run it out as, and they do this with all sports, but they look at it, well, except for the NBA, but they look at it as, I am willing to take my chances in the draft to see what will fall to me with X draft pick than, than to take your, your broken goods. But Trey Lance, I mean, I can think of five to seven landing spots where a team might take a chance on him. Oh, for sure. I mean, like, the top two to come to mind for me are Houston and Carolina. Absolutely, because it, it looks more and more like Derek Carr is going to be possibly signing with uh, the Saints. I can see that. Trey Lance to be able to go in and have Frank Reich as his head coach. And the thing is, and the, and the beauty of that is if he ends up over there, if Frank Reich's on board with it, the beauty of it is he goes in with, I mean, you got to figure what, two years minimum to work with him? Yeah. Because you can't make a trade for a guy and say, all right, well, if he's, if he's, he's not figuring it out by week six or seven, then we got to move on, right? Yeah. So it would be a beautiful thing for him because it would be resetting the clock. Yeah. Houston, I think Houston's probably going to draft a quarterback. I think I think the Colts are going to probably draft a quarterback. Um maybe the Titans, you might be able to get a third rounder out of them. And they'll beg you to also take Malik Willis in the deal. <laughs> Do you need a Wildcat quarterback? We've got one for you. <laughs> We got your emergency quarterback for, for, for when Purdy gets hurt in the playoffs next year. Oh, my God. Like, who do you think is having a better career, Lance or Willis? Lance, I, I would think. I, I You know, I was optimistic about Willis, but even at the time I was like, eh. Granted, they only spent a third-round pick, but I'm like, eh. What has the kid done? Like he didn't do much in college, much like Lance. I just think physically Lance is more gifted. Fair. Malik Willis to me seems like a more raw, but a bit more talented version of, of like a PJ Walker. Like, like what are you going to get out of this guy? And I really think he should have, he should have stayed one more year in college. Maybe he should have transferred to a power five school. But he he lost a year of development because he wanted to come out because everyone told him he's going to be a first round draft pick. I mean, it was a weak class, but I don't think he definitely did not expect himself dropping to the third round. I'll tell you that. No, but he's not even a big kid. I mean, that's the thing is that Lance. I believe Lance is six three, six four, very yeah. athletic. So that's that's just the dumbfounding part of. That entire thing is that they they took a huge risk, and honestly, I mean between that and the AJ Brown thing, that's the whole thing that got John Robinson fired. It'll be interesting to see now that they've got the new leadership and wh where they'll move with it. I Justin was on the show yesterday, and, and I think he hit the nail on the head. I think Tennessee is going to basically have a year in the draft where they're just going to rebuild 
internally out, meaning they're going to be looking at linemen and just trying to get better that way. Because by the time they draft with the number 11 pick, there's not going to really be what people would consider a, a franchise quarterback. And you just ride this out with, with Tannehill. Maybe you re-sign Dobbs as the backup. Malik Willis ends up on your on your practice squad. And you kind of go from there. Yeah, it would certainly be interesting. Any prop bits before you walk out of here today? Yeah, and one thing I like I already slammed, very consistent for me. <clears throat> Patrick Mahomes over 39 and a half pass attempts. I think that this is going to be a high flying, high scoring game. That's going to be like I don't think they're going to have very much success running against that Chiefs defense. So Patrick Mahomes is going to be lighting up the scoreboard there. I like uh, Jalen Hurts for any anytime rushing touchdown. Trying to get the odds pulled up there. I believe I got that at like my like minus one twenty, minus one twenty six. Those are my two favorites from uh, from the Super Bowl. Uh, one like one that I like you guys talked about yesterday was the over two and a half players to uh, have a pass attempt. I really think they're gonna um, bring out some trickery, maybe even try to recreate the Philly special. But like that was that plus money, right? For um, the over on that. Couldn't you see Andy Reid pulling the Philly special on Philly? Right? Yeah. Cause he still has to have an axe to grind. That was his that was his franchise. They ran him out of town. I mean, Travis Kelsey was a high school quarterback. They've got the players to pull that off. Not to mention they've had a few guys. Chuck passes over the year. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe Kadarius Tony did in college. I, I could be wrong on that, but I think I remember seeing him do that. Sounds about right. It, it was a pretty uh, jackknife type player at Florida. What is your walk off for the day, sir? Was it three more days now to the Super Bowl? Yes, sir. It is going to be a wild one. It is going to be fun. Just be responsible with your bets and go Chiefs. All right, we'll we'll see you on uh, Sunday show, and I'll, I'll see you over here for the game as well. All right, have a good day, everyone. All right, brother. We'll be back in a flash. When we come back, it's going to be Joey. Joey's going to join us, and we're going to talk about this NBA draft. I know he's – or trade-led deadline. I know he's chomping at the bit and some football and baseball talk. Keep it locked in here on the key. You're listening to WQEE 99.1 FM, the key in Noonan, Georgia. Armchair. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterback Sports Radio, number one sports station. Good afternoon, and this is your Armchair Quarterback's Sports Flash. Here are your big matchups for Thursday team perceived to be the number one overall seed right now in the country, Purdue Boilermakers, who took one on the chin last Saturday at Indiana. They'll try to right the ship as they host Iowa. Should be a heck of a Big Ten battle, 7 o'clock ESPN2. Hawkeyes, 7-5 and five in the Big Ten. Way out west in top 25 play, San Fran is at Gonzaga, 9 o'clock Eastern on ESPN2, while St. Mary's at 10 o'clock is at Loyola Marymount. In the top five Arizona Wildcats, they travel to Lowly Cal, who is just 2-10 on the season. Nate Eastern on FS1, Northwestern on the bubble, they are at Ohio State. It's a light night in the NBA, but you do have a TNT doubleheader 
Bulls at Nets at 7.30, Bucks at Lakers at 10. Our hometown Hawks hit the court from the State Farm Arena here in Atlanta. They host the Suns, who are 10-17 and 17 on the road this year. Nuggets also travel to the Magic. After three tumultuous years and a second trade request in eight months, all NBA forward Kevin Durant was traded from the Brooklyn Nets to the Phoenix Suns for a package that includes Michael Bridges, Cam Johnson, and Jay Crowder for four unprotected first-round future picks on Wednesday night. And today, Jay Crowder was traded from the Nets to the Milwaukee Bucks. Jay Crowder, who hasn't played all season after agreeing with the Suns to set out while Phoenix explored trade opportunities, was dealt to the Knicks as a part of the Kevin Durant package. Crowder is in the final season of his contract, but was facing a diminished role with the emergence of Cam Johnson. Crowder, 32 years old, returns to Milwaukee, where he starred in college for Marquette, averaging 17.5 points, 8.5 rebounds during the 2011-2012 basketball season, as he was an AP second-team All-American selection. The L.A. Lakers have agreed to trade Russell Westbrook to the Utah Jazz and reacquire guard D'Angelo Russell from the Minnesota Timberwolves in a three-team trade, eight players involved on Wednesday night. Lakers get Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt in that trade, while the Timberwolves receive guards Mike Conley and Nikhil Alexander-Walker, along with draft picks. In addition to Westbrook, the Jazz receive Juan Toscano-Anderson, Damian Jones, and a 2027 Lakers first-round pick that is top four protected. We'll continue to break all of the NBA trade deadline news this afternoon right here on Braves Country. And that's your armchair quarterback sports flash. Stay tuned for Braves Country right here on WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key in Noonan, Georgia, simulcasting on YouTube.com at Braves Country. Best in sports and entertainment and get locked in and locked down with Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. with your host, me, Ryan O'Neill, each and every morning right here with the best in sports and entertainment, all the way from professional sports to college sports to River Dragons hockey and everything in between, including some of the very best local and national guests. It's the Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Monday through Friday, right here on 99.1 FM WQEE. Hey Braves fans, the Armchair Quarterbacks YouTube channel are bringing you Braves Baseball all season long. Hi, I'm Mac McGee and I'll be bringing you Braves Baseball play-by-play for the Braves fans out there for all of Braves country. So pull up an armchair and join us for Braves Country Baseball first pitch to last pitch Tuesday and Friday nights right here on the Armchair Quarterbacks YouTube channel. Hockey season, and that means new merch over at ourdragonsmerch.com. Get the latest designs and some of our fun new souvenirs ahead of what's sure to be a great hockey season. Celebrate another season of River Dragons hockey by getting a new look to wear on game days, or surprise the big-time sports fan in your life with a new keepsake that will make them a River Dragons fan for life. Order online right now at ourdragonsmerch.com. That's the letter R, dragonsmerch.com. We'll see you at the rink. The camp ended a few days early. Why? Uh, well, that was an incident. What happened? I punched Mickey Mantle in the mouth. What? 
yeah, I punched him and they took him to the hospital and then they canceled the rest of the week. <gasps> what happened? Well, you know, we were playing a game and, uh, you know, I was pitching and I was really, you know, throwing some smoke. And uh, Joe Pepitone, he was up and man, that guy, you know, he was crowding the plate. Wow, Joe Pepitone. Yeah, well, Joe Pepitone or not, I own the inside of that plate. So, you know, I throw one, you know, inside. A little chin music right on his pants because i got to intimidate you know when i'm on the mound are you listening welcome back hour number two joining us is joey ariola joey how are you sir oh i'm doing well it was a uh wild day i mean it you know, sometimes the best part about the NBA is the trade deadline itself, honestly, when you look at the regular season especially. So, uh, unfortunately, my team did squat and just sat on their hands, so that was not fun. But, uh, yeah, a lot of teams made good moves to make them better, and, man, especially the Phoenix Suns, of course. Yeah, I'm a Celtic fan. You're a Bulls fan. They just kind of sat there. Like, uh. like, at least you guys are one of the best teams in the East. My team middles the pack. At least add a shooter or something like. And I mean, I think Boston should have added as well. But at least you guys are at the top. It's like, ugh, it was just quiet. Yeah, I don't think they really wanted to mess with their mojo. They did get Mike uh, Muscala from from uh, the from the Thunder. That's really just a role player that is going to help have them some depth. Um, the thing that got me was, and I haven't been able to check this. I've been so, I got so busy this morning. I was heading towards my, my morning gig. And then I come running home and I'm trying to get caught up. I usually have about an hour or so between the, the morning gig and the afternoon, uh, broadcast to, to be able to get ready. And I'm trying to absorb everything that's going on in the NBA and Jalen Brown last night had a, uh, a fracture in his, See, I'm trying to see if, if he's, uh, there's been no update, but you got to figure he's going to miss some time, had a fracture in his face. Now I know they can normally put a, a mask on and whatnot, but as far as how long that will take place, what you hope is that he's, he's ready to roll by the playoffs. Exactly. I mean, this is a good time right now. Never a good time for injuries, but with the all-star break coming and Boston and Milwaukee have a good four game lead over anybody else in the East, you might as well let him fully recover, take two, three weeks. I don't know how long the injury is going to be in the severity, but my point is, is let him fully recover because Boston has a pretty comfortable lead. Well, it's, it's very up and down. When, when they say fracture, you don't know if that's the hairline fracture or whatnot. But what, what really sucks, I don't know if you saw the play or not, but he, it happened because he collided with Jason Tatum. Oh, jeez. going for a rebound. No one else was around. And it was a freak freak accident type thing. And Tatum's elbow hit, hit him right across the cheekbone. And that normally means that he'll be able to play in the fairly near future, but we'll have to have a mask and some guys can, can deal with that. And some guys can't the Richard Hamilton. You gotta love it. <laughs> We're saying, uh, right now I did see one update that said, uh, Jalen Brown is expected to miss some time, likely through the all-star break, which the all-star break is just next week anyway. So that doesn't shock me. Um, 
He's going to meet with a specialist today, so we'll know more about it tomorrow. But right now, because of the KD trade, there's so much to unpack, by the way. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I It was funny. I'd, I'd sent a text to, to Stephen right before the show, and I said, we need like a six-hour show to be able to cover everything. <laughs> it's funny because we got the Super Bowl this week, and I feel like I've talked more NBA this week than I've ever talked. Because normally this time of year is pretty dull. That you you'll get like stuff that happens at the trading deadline, but not a whole lot. Right. KD going to the Suns has made them now the second, uh, this the second team in Vegas, the number two team in Vegas to win the NBA title. They're at a plus five hundred. Celtics are still sitting there at plus three fifty. Yeah, and it was funny too. I I made a comment in the chat when you guys were talking that. My buddy bet them actually to win it all yesterday before the trade went down. So he got really good odds because Kevin Durant. Yeah, uh, on the Suns. So it was plus, he got yesterday to win the Western Conference plus 800. I, I'm interested. I have to look okay, now. But I, conference, okay. Yeah, I wonder what it would be now, though. Probably down to at least two, 300. Probably, probably 200, 250, something yeah, like that. That's what so, I'm yeah. thinking. But there was, I, you know, I didn't even think about that, but I, I'd been hearing the rumor for two days that he was probably going to to Phoenix. But they didn't know if he was going to go this year, but, th- but that's definitely where they thought he was going to end up at. I didn't even think about that, but that's a smart play to go out there and, and jump on to see if, if, you, if you can get them on the Phoenix. Because I don't know, I don't know if, if they'll be able to beat the Celtics or Milwaukee or whoever ends up in the East. But I definitely think they become... I mean, the Suns instantly become my favorite to to win the West. It's going to take some growing pains, but they've got what two months. Oh, I'm I'm fully with you in terms of the in my eyes. If the Suns are healthy, they're the favorite, and a couple of reasons why. Uh, Memphis, they're a good team, but they don't really they don't really score at high volumes a lot. So I'm afraid of what they'll do in the playoffs. And the Denver Nuggets, they're always usually a good team in some way somehow find a way to get out because usually if you take if you at least could limit Jokic you can take them away so I would say that the Suns and honestly even Mavericks as much as I don't like Kyrie who you don't want to play I mean that was the Mavericks made the East the Western Conference Finals last year without Kyrie if he can somehow play the rest of the way and get past the honeymoon Suns and Mavericks might be a Western Conference final waiting to happen Gonna pull up the standings here in a second, so so we can get a better look at it. But um, right now, if you look at the East, you've got kind of a log jam in the middle. Now the Bucks are 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 right on the Celtics' seal for one versus two. I don't think either team's gonna ex- expand their uh, or exert their roster down the stretch just to get the one or two seed. I think you, I think both would like to have it, but that's about where it ends. Is it? Yeah. If they finish top two, they're going to be fine with that. Yeah. Look, I would prefer to have it. And the biggest reason why I would prefer to have it, especially if you get into the finals is I want that, that I still think that that's what cost us the NBA title last year. Um, let me see here. So go ahead and pull this up here. All right. So you should be able to see that pretty well now. Correct. Um, the Nets, they're sitting there at 32 and 22. 
You got to figure they'll probably win enough games to get in the plus, but they're going to be an easy first round exit for somebody. Yeah, boy, would you love to be the Cavs are in a great position if you ask me because they would get to play them first round and they got a pretty loaded roster. So I agree with you there. Looking at the rest of the East. Sixers, I don't know, man. There's just something about them that doesn't scare me. I really don't know what it is, but I just I I just kind of figure at some point they'll implode. And honestly, I'm a little more concerned with having to play the Cavs. I think the Cavs are a better team and they and they may overtake the Sixers, but I just I, I think in a playoff series, they scare me a little more. The Cavaliers have one of the best, uh, you know, de- deepest teams when healthy between Mitchell, Garland, M- Mobley's a rookie this year. I agree with you there. That Philly, yes, they have the star power, but they always seem to do something stupid at the end of the day. Well, Embiid always ends up with like some foot injury that hobbles them. I just, I think the Celtics match up well against Philly. Now, right now, if it ended today, the Hawks would be hosting the Bulls in the playing game. That would be entertaining. And you and, and you have the Raptors at the Knicks. Still a lot of basketball to go. Obviously, that's what you want to do is you want to get out of that six seed, right? I mean, uh, seven seed. Yeah, do anything at all costs to get to number six and avoid the playing because a few games, just like baseball with the one-game playoff, how they, you know, anything could happen in that 7-10 to 10 range. And the Heat don't seem as formidable as they normally are. In fact, them uh, sending a couple of guys away, they had the one trade with uh, Sacramento. Uh, that kind of surprised me. Um, they're, they're, they're normally a team that's adding, and it seems like that they might be gunning for something in the offseason as opposed to what they're doing right there. If you look at more and more as we close in on the top teams, top six teams right there in the East. If you take the Celtics and Bucks out of it, what's the one team that you think could could make the deepest run? I am gonna I am gonna stick with Cleveland. I just think that yes, a lot of people will say they haven't been battle tested in uh, you know in the playoffs to this point. That is true. But to me they have the best collective talent team and they don't get injured a lot so i like the Cavs path forward to make i'm not saying make the finals but make some noise to compete with bucks in the lot and uh boston you go with uh, i'm gonna take it to the western conference now and the western conference here that should be, be a little better here we go if, it, if the nuggets i know the sun just made a move but real quick if the nuggets don't do it this year they never will I, and i understand they're not our favorites anymore that we said the suns but it's now or never. I just I'm not concerned with the Nuggets, man. I feel me like either, no, me either. <laughs> I feel like they're a really good regular season team, and that's it. Yep, pretty much. And they're always going to be able to put together a really good uh what do you say? Probably 60 wins, maybe. <laughs> 55, 60 wins. And it feels like they're always going to be in that area with, with, with Joker. And he will probably go out and win another NBA MVP. 
but I, I just I, I don't he 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 might compile seven or eight NBA MVPs, but will he ever win an NBA Finals MVP? I've got oh, Denver. I just don't ever feel like that they're gonna. Seems like when they get in the playoffs, they're they're always overmatched. I'll tell you what, the one team we got to give credit to on this screen is the Sacramento Kings. I mean, talk about a bottom feed franchise for a while. They're eight games over 500. Demonis Sabonis is playing at MVP, right? I know he won't come anywhere close to win it, but he's had a huge season. They won't make a lot of noise, but what a good season they've had. How about the Lakers are 13th right now <laughs> in the West? LeBron could even win. James is. Almost five games out of the final playoff spot at the number eight seed, not the play in numbers, but the but the number eight seed. Five games. That was my favorite part when he got the scoring record. They didn't even talk. Yeah, an important loss. Look at where the Thunder are, right ahead of them. Literally right in front of their faces are the Thunder. And it it's like nobody cared about that, but I did like the moves the Lakers made today, though. But, man, they're not looking good. Maybe that helps them make the make the playoffs. I don't know. I'm I'm very skeptical. I'll tell you what's not helping. That with, I mean, the Warriors are have just lost Steph Curry for a little bit, and they're sitting there at the number nine spot. Yeah. Obviously, if they get in, watch out for them, if healthy, because they have that championship pedigree. But if Curry, we've seen what the Warriors are without Curry. Not a lot. They're going to back in, find a way in. They'll knock out the Pelicans or Timberwolves, and then someone's going to be staring down the barrel of the Warriors, and either the Grizzlies or Nuggets will be bye-bye out out the door in the first round. If If you take the Suns out of the argument, Who's the next team? Oops. Who's the next team that you would be looking at as your NBA or your Western Conference favorite? And this is tough for me because I'm I'm between Denver and Dallas, but if I just have to pick one, I'm going to go with Dallas. And I know I don't like Kyrie Irving. I strongly dislike him, but for this short a time, with only a l- less than half the season left already at this point, I think that if you if those two guys could stay on the court and Luca and Kyrie Irving, that they could really make the most noise. Like I said, they were in the Western Conference Finals a year ago, and that was with Luca and all the rest. So why can't they make another run? Oh, I want to say Grizzly because I like the Grizzlies. I just don't believe that they're. I don't think that they're there yet. So if I can't take the Suns, ah, I'm, I'm going to say Warriors. I can't blame you for that. I, I, I got to see someone knock them out, man. That's very fair. I mean, they're, and they're, I do not trust the Mavericks. I don't trust Kyrie. I don't trust, He's going to do something insane. He is. <laughs> we have that over under at what well, I think we put it at March. Uh, I forget where we put it, but mid March, we put it at. Yeah, we were talking about would it? I th- I think they'll make it past St. Patty's Day, but I don't know if they'll make that it to opening it. day. They're not going to make it to opening day, which is March thirtieth. March thirtieth, he's going to have something going on. 
I mean, he, he's saying all the right things right now. He's at the press conference last night and he, and he had himself, you see his hat is had like peace signs all over. I'm like, Oh, here we go. Oh, he just wants to give peace a chance. Okay. <laughs> that means he's probably about two weeks away from committing a, you know, a very violent crime. <laughs> something, 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 it's going down. He's going to choke out Mark Cuban in the middle of the floor. <laughs> Anything is possible at this rate, my my lord. We got to take a quick break. When we come back, the National Football League will be back in a flash. Super Bowl week, baby. Can we get Super Bowl talk? God bless. NBA just sucking the life out of the Super Bowl. Braves country, weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern, 99.1 FM, the key. Your first choice for Southern sports talk. A woman in my section wants to know if we do anything gluten-free. What do I tell her? Tell her she's not allergic to gluten. She's just masking an eating disorder. Tom has been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, I think one of the students had asked the question, and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. I was really starting to worry. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash our stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Hey, Braves fans. Thank you for listening to Braves Country Baseball. Hi, I'm Mac McGee, and we are here to bring you play-by-play, pitch-by-pitch of your Atlanta Braves, bringing you spring training and two to three games a week all season long. Please like and subscribe today. Braves Country Baseball. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, wah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at you, savings coming at you. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to Braves Country. Weekdays, 3 to 5 p.m. on WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key. Please like and subscribe today. YouTube.com forward slash at Braves Country. Braves, wait a minute. Uh, do you think you can get me a tape of the show? What on earth for? Well, how often do you get to hear your song on the radio? I'm on the radio every day! <laughs> Baby, 49 days from opening day, seven weeks from today. We'll be having live baseball. Woo! That counts, baby. Cannot wait. It's going to be an absolute. And I'll tell you what I'm really looking forward to. It depends on who makes it. I may call. Saturday, uh, Friday night's uh, Caribbean series Ooh. championship. But it really comes down to who makes it. So I was noticing something. If you really want to watch the Caribbean series and enjoy it, et cetera, et cetera, you're kind of up the creek with no paddle if, if you don't know Spanish. 
because <laughs> I, I flip over there. I'm like, you know, there's not a there's not an English version to this. So may may do the game and and uh, have, have folks with the ability to pair up. But it really comes down to who who gets in there because if it ends up being a couple of of uh, teams that don't have a lot of interest, then I might hold off for the world baseball. I I'm going to plan on doing some world baseball classic games. Um, that starts. See, we're sitting here on the ninth. The World Baseball Classic, I believe, is set to begin. I believe it's March eleventh, March tenth and eleventh, will be the the first games of that. So, so you get spring training games beginning on on the twenty fifth of uh, of February, Saturday the twenty fifth, and you get about two weeks ish. Yeah, it says it goes from the 7th to the 21st. And I believe the set I I I believe the US their first game is either the 10th or the 11th. Cool. I believe. I want to say it's at Saturday on the 11th. So I'm planning on doing at least one of those World Baseball Classic games uh for the US. Did you see the news that uh Ronald Acuña Jr is going to play in it. The, the Braves have allowed him to play in it. They said he's had no issues with his knees, and they're going to allow him to play for the Venezuelan team, World Baseball Classics. So that'll so be. You probably fun. gave your thoughts on it already, but do you have any issue with that? Or is hey, if he's healthy, let it rip. And it's something that he really wants to do. And I'm I don't. With you. I don't. I believe he's only going to DH too. So. If he's only going to DH, isn't he essentially going to be getting those same types of at bats in, in spring training? Correct. I mean, we hope that they don't go bonkers and send him speeding around the base paths and he hurts his knee. But <laughs> at the same time, you can't put these guys in bubble wrap, right? It's just, I selfishly, as a fan, I want to see him play. So if he's playing, I'll, I'm going to want to watch the Venezuelan team. It should be a lot of fun. Um, Much more entertaining yeah. when the stars play. Yeah, and this year there's a lot of stars, a lot of stars playing in that World Baseball Classic. They haven't finalized the the World Baseball Classic roster, but that's coming up very shortly. Um, I want to say they're finalizing. Is it next week that they're doing? But they already know essentially a lot of them that are planning on playing. JT Rulamuto and Will Smith are expected to be behind the plate. Man, I like this roster a lot that I'm looking at the USA right now. Holy cow. Alonzo I mean, and Goldschmidt. I've even heard a rumor that it could be uh, that uh, Freddie Freeman might play as well. I don't, I haven't seen Matt Olson. But the same token, like how many first basemen can you have? Oh, actually, I think Olsen, Olsen might be playing for Team Canada. Um, or I'm sorry, Freddie. What I'm showing right here is the USA roster. I don't know how many first basemen they're going to carry, but it looks like now these, these haven't been finalized yet. But it looks like it's Alonzo and Goldschmidt for sure. Trevor Story, of course, he. He got hurt, so he's not playing. Jeff McNeil, Arenado, and Bobby Witt of the Royals, Tim Anderson and Trey Turner, 
that's short, and then your outfield, they've got Bryce Harper listed, but he's not going to play. He's got the uh, surgery, so he's he's out until they the Phillies are hoping they can get him back around the All Star break. The pitching's more concerning to me. I'm looking at the pitchers now. Always that way, man. It's all because. You're you're not gonna let your big st- you're not gonna let Jacob Degrom go pitching this. You're just not. Right, right. So if if these guys are making a lot of money throwing the ball, that's you usually don't see. You either see guys trying to make it, or you see guys well past their prime. So like Wayne Wright is gonna play. I'm a little surprised that I'm seeing Kershaw. So am I. I mean that dude's always got a a, a back spasm kicking up. Yeah, that. Sheesh. I I gotta see it to believe it, but it's it's not it's really not that bad. Look, Devin Williams, Dylan Tate, David Bednar. It's I mean, there's just some good bullpen pieces. You got Kershaw, Wainwright, Nestor Cortez, Kyle Freeland. He's well past his prime, but Brady Singer is a very good young pitcher. And then Merrill Kelly, I think he's a little unsung, but he's getting Logan Webb. Yeah, I mean, that's actually pretty good pitching. If the old town's home, if the old people's home and Kershaw, Wainwright, and Freeland could step up, that is a real good rotation. And I'd be shocked if Wainwright doesn't come and deliver. He always does against the Cubs, too. I, I know that too well. Trying to check right now when they're actually finalizing it, and a little hard to navigate and talk at the same time. But I'll get that figured out. Um, they have announced their their preliminary rosters, so I guess I guess what I just rattled off there is essentially what they believe to be <clears throat> the rosters. Yeah, it actually says MLB Network will reveal the 20 World Baseball Classic rosters Thursday today at, at 6 Eastern time. Okay, I, I thought it was coming up, but I don't have MLB yeah. Network anymore because YouTube's spitting the bit, so that's why I didn't see it. Okay, so they'll they'll finalize it today. Okay. Yeah, I, I've got to find another streaming service. Well, don't worry. I, I have DirecTV uh, stream, and they took NFL Network away from me, so I'm NFL Network list right now. I can live without that. I can't live without MLB Network. Um, I need them all. That's my. Those are my favorites. I, I, I don't, I'm done with ESPN. Of a buddy of mine just sent me a text recently. He said that uh, from what he gathered, was it? Is it Fubo? I th- yeah, it was Fubo, but it, they're a little more expensive. Um, Eighty four a month as opposed to like the sixty four that I pay for YouTube. Uh, they've got, they've got uh, MLB network and they have Bally's. Not, I, I don't care as much about Bally's because I'm in the market where Bally's the only thing that comes on Bally's is the Rays and the Marlins. Cause I'm just outside the Braves zone. If I had the break now, if the Braves were being blacked out of my area, that would be an issue and I'd be all about yeah. it. But at that point, I would just be canceling my MLB package. Correct. So in, so, so in theory, I'd be saving money, but 
I have to have the MLB package. So I don't care as much. I don't care if I have to, if, if, if I'm going to miss Rays and Marlins games, when it becomes important to them, it'll become important to me. They got to fix that though. What, what's it like in the uh, Chicago area with, with the Cubs? Do you get most of the games? No matter well, yes. Stream? Yeah. So marquee network, uh, which is kind of like a yes network for people who are familiar with that, obviously, but um, everywhere except YouTube TV has marquee network for the most part. So that's part of the reason I kept with direct TV because I don't want to miss Cubs games in uh, switching over to YouTube. So I'm in a little dilemma on what to do there. And then the socks are all through uh, NBC Sportsnet. So they're still a part of that, which is on most things. But I'm having trouble figuring out what to do because if I don't, if I go to YouTube and be without marquee network, I won't get a dang Cubs game unless I stream. So, okay, gotcha. So, you're you're in a situation where where you're so. I don't want direct TV, but I'm being. You're forced. not dealing with Bally's. You're dealing with Marquee and Marquee. You currently have on your stream. That's correct. It's uh, yeah, not. Uh, it's very different than Bally. And when the fact that hey, here's your network being provided. It's up to your TV provider to carry it. So that's well, that's with it. that's what everybody goes through. Yeah. But the difference is, like, down here, it's Bally's. Exactly, yeah. Because they bought out Fox Sports a few years ago. And the problem that people in Georgia have is that most of their streaming abilities and local cable, they don't have Bally's because Bally's price themselves out. Now, Bally's is filing for bankruptcy, but I don't think that that is going to affect this season. That makes total sense. You said they replaced Fox. That makes a lot of sense to me now because I remember all of uh, – it's a lot of teams that have Bally's. I know Indiana Pacers. Uh, there's a lot of markets that are struggling with that Bally concept right now. Yeah, so you – I mean, honestly, I, I like their product per se. I like Bally's product. I was pleasantly surprised when the switch was made. But you get screwed because I'm telling you, you – so uh, – I've been doing YouTube TV for a while. They had Bally's for maybe two months and then they, wow. and then they spit the bit, they kicked it. And now we're sitting here with MLB network and I'm giving them till the end of Super Bowl weekend. And if they are not going to comply and get something go, cause I'm not going to try to do something goofy and try to learn something new going into the Super Bowl. Right. Oh, so a big Super Bowl party every <laughs> single year. And I'm not going to go, what channel is it on? Oh, I got to log it. No, I'm not doing that. But Monday, if we don't have MLB network added back to it, I am kicking YouTube to the curve. Do not care. Look, I'm not going six months, seven months without MLB Network. What a pain it is, all these things. And it comes down to a few channels for us and we get screwed over. <laughs> yeah, and I think what it's coming down to is they were upset with MLB Network, they being YouTube, that that they were losing. So I guess I guess MLB Network is not carrying as many baseball games on their on their station anymore. They're making a word. Most of it, you, you're going to have to get MLB.TV. So that doesn't affect me. But what, what YouTube's looking at it as, you're not dropping the price to carry you, and you're not going to have as many games as you used to have. So why in the world are we carrying you? Right. 
I get that argument, but I really like, there's like two shows that I really like during the season. And I do not plan on living without those shows. And that's basically where I come from on that. And then anytime something big happens, I like the MLB tonight, you know, late at night when you get done watching the Braves game and they're talking about everything that's going on around the rest of the league because you've been stuck to into your I team. love quick pitch. It's like my favorite show. The quick pitch where they show all the Yeah, it's not bad. I've just I've always said that quick pitch needs a secondary person with the host. Cause what they need is I, I love the theory behind quick pitch. They show you the highlights, et cetera, et cetera. But I really wish someone who knew baseball was <laughs> there talking with them because sure. instead what they have is basically a floor model who's a 10 out of 10, literally. That's all it is. Yeah, who's just reading what's on the teleprompter. I would really prefer that they have a secondary person with her. If they want her as the host, I don't care but they need one, maybe even two people who can break down what's going on and kind of react to it. They got plenty of ex players in that studio. They might as well have one. This is what I'm saying. They're not doing anything. So, and here's my other argument for it is if it's just going to be highlights, cut that thing down to 30 minutes in. Because all you do is rewind, all you do is play it over and over and over and over again at night. So just cut that sucker down to thirty minutes after commercials. I can get all my highlights in in twenty minutes. Just play the highlights. You don't even need a host at that point. Let the announcers do the talking, right? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So we have not done one single bit of NFL talk yet. (laughs) We hit NBA, then MLB. I love it. We're at our last break. When we come back, I don't care what I start rambling on about. You got to keep me focused at Super Bowl. We've got to talk some Super Bowl. Stop right? it. Let's talk, <laughs> lines. let's talk some prop bets. Woo, let's do it. Thing. Devontae Smith going to have over five and a half receptions. Chew on that. We'll be back in a flash okay. here on Braves Country and Braves Country HD wherever you stream. Triple Decker Burn! Tom has been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. I was really starting to worry. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Are you looking for a reliable dental practice that not only cares about your teeth, but is friendly to work with? How about one that offers great deals and new patient promotions? Well, your search is over. Most Valuable Smiles in downtown Eatonton, Georgia is committed to giving you the biggest and brightest smile. Right now, get a $99 new patient special, including x-rays and exam. Maybe you're looking for veneers. Most Valuable Smiles veneer special includes one free veneer with every five purchased. Or get that bright white smile you've always wanted by taking advantage of an exclusive $100 off Zoom whitening treatment when you book today. And don't forget that 2022 is almost over. That means most insurance policies will reset by the new year. And to avoid losing that extra money, you need to use it or 
lose it. Book an appointment today with Most Valuable Smiles in downtown Eatonton to lock in these exclusive deals. Call 706-623-0318 or visit mostvaluablesmiles.com. Dixie Handle Company, five generations of the Strickland family have produced quality hardwood farming garden tools, wooden shutters, and custom furniture. This small business has been owned and operated since 1992 and ships to customers across the world. If you're looking for the highest quality tool handles, Dixie Handle Company is your place. Every item is handpicked to your specifications. If it's made of wood, they do it. Call now, 931-722-3395. That's 931-722-3395. Or go online to DixieHandle.com. The Dixie Handle Company, welcome to Craftsmanship, a proud sponsor of Braves Country Baseball. You're listening to Braves Country HD with Mac McGee and the armchair quarterbacks on Braves Country HD, wherever you stream. Boomer and Geo on the fan and the CBS Sports Network. It's Boomer and Geo on the fan. Braves Country Radio. Everybody was asking for your pick all afternoon long, and you said, I have to go on Braves Country Radio first to give my pick, and then I will tweet it out. Okay, so what is what is, yeah, what is this What is this Braves radio? I mean, I... They gave me an interview about gambling for 15, 20 minutes. Armchair. Welcome back to Braves Country. Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 to 5 p.m. Drive time on WQEE. Seven weeks to the day for opening day. Braves are playing Washington that day. Who are the Cubs got opening day? You know? Off the top of my head, I have no clue, but I'm going to look it up right now. I'm going to guess the Cardinals, but that's just because I would assume that that. Why why don't they do more traditional rivalries on opening day? I I would like to know that. I would love it. I feel like that that should be a thing. We got the brew crew, so at least we all got right, the All right, all right. I like it. I'll take it. But I've always felt like opening day should be Cubs-Cardinals. Braves. You know what? I'll take the Nats <laughs> <laughs> right now. <laughs> no, but honestly, wouldn't that be great if your five games, I, they usually do on ESPN from like 11 a.m. to 11 at night. Put all the rivalries like you're saying. Make it – it's already a great day, but make it better by putting maybe, you know, Braves and Phillies or Braves and Mets and then Cubs and Cardinals, like you said. Make it fun. Yankees and Red Sox. Why not? Yeah, I'm just saying that it feels like to me that you would be able to go Braves car uh, – sorry, uh Cubs, Cardinals, Yankees, Red Sox. You got to give me some Yankees, Red Sox. Dodgers, Giants. Give me the classic open. Because, you know, one of the things that, and this was back to, do you remember back when they used to do opening day? It hasn't been that long ago. They didn't do it on Thursday. They did it on a Monday. But then there'd be like one or two games that would open up that Sunday evening. I do remember that. Okay, so I'm not saying do that. What I'm saying is I th- that's fine. You want to start on a Thursday? That way you roll into a weekend? Okay, I, I love that. 
But that first day, that Thursday, maybe five or six traditional rivalries just start on that Thursday. Every year, like, you know, these are the ones, right? Oh, I like that. Let everyone else play on Friday because they always give that team the day off the next day, right? Now, those five or six teams, we'll even say seven, would play on Saturday. And the teams that start off on Friday, they they take the day off on Saturday because they, they always do that after after opening day and people wonder why they do that. And it's because normally there's like parades and a lot of crap going on at the home city and you don't want to try to play a, a baseball game the next day. Now, my friend, I was told to cut you off if you, we went on a tangent outside the NFL. <laughs> yeah. While we were breaking down opening day. I don't know. The Super Bowl is not, is not gripping me like a lot of them do. It's, it's not that it's a bad matchup or even a boring matchup. I guess there's not enough storylines. I'm ready to get to the game. It's been too long. There's two weeks in between. We've seen the Chiefs there a million times. It hasn't been that long since the Eagles won one. I'm it is to- usually cooler when you get a team that hasn't been there a while, like when we got Cincinnati last year. Yeah. And I guess I've gotten a little more into the college basketball this year during this time period. And I don't know, the more and more I do these Super Bowls, the more and more I see is all the other stuff is fluff. And I'm, just, I'm ready to get to the game. If you're looking at, all right, did you come along with some, with some props, some prop bets that you like? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. All right, well, we'll, we'll go ahead and hit me up with some of them. Tickle right. my fancy because I've got to – I've got to get into these. Normally, I'll, I mean, normally I'll have fifteen to twenty prop bets by Sunday evening. I like uh, a punt resulting in a touchback for plus one forty. Uh, it's nothing that will go make people go crazy, but hey, these punters have not been perfect. I could is see that any time, or is that the first? It's point? anytime, anytime. Okay, so that's plus one forty. Uh Let's see what else. Okay, here we go. First turnover of the game. You could either bet interception for minus 145, fumble for plus 150, or no turnover for 850. I was, I guess I wasn't really asking myself. If you had to pick one of those up for first turnover, what would you do? Would you do you think maybe we have no turnover and you just put a little bit? First turnover of the game, I think I would go with a uh an interception. Yeah, that one's the leader at minus one uh, forty-five. What are Another, all the options? An interception, a fumble, and no turnover. No, no turnover for the entire game for both teams. That's plus eight fifty. That I'm one's way out there. That's <laughs> somebody's going to be butterfingers. And just uh, because of the way that the game works nowadays, they throw so much. I, I'm going to bet on. Something goofy happening. It, I, I would almost like to see if could I make the bet that the quarterback turns the ball over, so either he gets smoked and just drops the ball, or interception. I like that. Man, it's crazy when you scroll through. Oh my gosh, I can't believe uh, all these. There's so many good props out there. Another one I like is Kate. You know, I would hate doing this, but Chiefs points total 
if you really think they're going to put up a lot of points, if you think the Chiefs are going to get to 30 or over, you could get that for plus 400 right now. I know that's a lot of points, but hey, if that anybody's getting a lot of points, that is a lot of points. I, my score prediction comes close to that for the Chiefs, but it, plus 400 kind of don't give it game. to us till the Sunday kickoff show. We're not doing predictions. I know you're right. Sorry. I'm, now I'm getting excited. <laughs> Calm it down. Narrow. Yeah. Let's all pump the brakes. Keep it in my pants. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> We're still what, 72 hours. Eh, give or take 72 hours from kickoff. But like you said, what more? I mean, I love talking props, but how much are we going to break down these depth charts anymore? I'm glad that's why we haven't done it. It's it's all old, old news. Let's get into it. Everyone put up your money and let's see what happens. I mean, if you're doing a weekly podcast, I guess you <laughs> whatever. But when, when you're doing a daily radio show, I just I don't want to browbeat the listeners with the same junk they get all day long. That's why the day after the Super Bowl, I always do a show where I don't talk football one bit. It's the baseball show this week or this year on Monday. It is going to be the Atlanta Braves uh, preseason special. And you won't hear me mention, uh, maybe in the scoreboard update, but you won't hear me see me live <laughs> on, on there talking about Because I, by the time we hit 3 p.m. Eastern, Monday afternoon, you will have been just, everyone will be hearing it to death about what happened in the Super Bowl, win, lose, or draw. And so that's why I always take that Monday and say, eh, nah. We'll talk about it on Tuesday, Wednesday, all off season. How somebody choked. Somebody's going to choke. Somebody always chokes. Or at least that's everybody's hot take, right? <laughs> hey, hey, someone's got to run with it. a choke artist. Nobody can just lose a game. There always has to be, oh, he choked. He's a joker. You know what he's doing. What the heck's going on? Meanwhile, you, you know, we got you know, cheese doodles in our belly button and you talking about <laughs> it. That, guy, that guy's not an athlete. That's what he's doing. Oh, there's another piece of wit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Here's an interesting one because I don't think these, even though they have pretty good field goal kickers, I don't think there will be many field goals in this game. I like under two and a half field goals for plus 200. Under two and a half? Yeah. Attempts attempts are made. 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 Okay. I like it. I really look, I know a lot of people think that that we're going to get some, some uh, shootout. I do not believe we're going to. I think this is going to be an ugly game, ugly-ish. Everyone is getting their, their the stars in their eyes thinking about Mahomes, Hurts, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Travis Kelsey, blah, 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 blah. It's 10 to 7 at the half. Yeah. And I think I, I think I think the first one to 20 may win the Super Bowl. Because I think you're going to get a game wow. where teams look at it. Look, you had two better offenses in this score from the AFC Championship game, and it took them all the way down to the final gun to make it 23 to 20. We didn't even hit 45 points, and their over under is 51. Very I fair. I mean, Jalen Hurts hasn't looked amazing this playoff either. So 
between Mahomes being hobbled and Hurts not looking great, I I could see where you're coming from on that. Like you said, the Bengals and Chiefs did it for us. They're going to Okay, so one of the reasons why I think it's going to be a lower scoring game is if the Eagles have their way, they get to run the ball and run the ball and run the ball. If the Chiefs get to have their way, short passing game, short passing game, short passing game, both of them are going to be eating the clock, eating the clock. Now, that's not to say guys can't make big plays. And that's not to say a turnover may may cause a short field. And that may not, you know, there's a lot of factors. You, It's hard to ex- actually predict these things because it is, you know, it's sports. That's what we love about it. But with that being said, I don't see this big shootout. Like folks are like, think it's going to be 38, 35. And we're going to give explosion and da, 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 da. I don't think anyone who could have made it from the NFC was going to give you that. The NFC is going to bring you defense. And I, is it just me or is this chief's defense extremely underrated? Oh, it's very underrated. I mean, that's why they've made a few Super Bowls over the past. And to go in to another prop bet that goes into that point, Mac, I Patrick Mahomes' first pass incomplete at plus 200. I like that. It's the first pass of the game. Maybe, I know most people, ah, they'll start easy with a little dump-off pass. But, hey, sometimes t- teams in the Super Bowl try to go big that first play as well. So I like Patrick Mahomes' first pass to be incomplete for plus 200. I don't like I – mean, I mean, that's always a fun one. I, I like having a few of them at the beginning of the game so you just get it. What are you showing for the national anthem time? It was showing two minutes and seven seconds yesterday, and it was 2.09 at the very beginning. It's already dropped two seconds. I'm curious to see where it's at right now. 2.05. Oh, it's already dropped down two more seconds. Over The over is minus 155. The under is plus 115 for 125 seconds, two minutes. The under is is plus, and the over is minus? Correct, because it went down now. Well, it was like that. Even at the beginning, because pe- oh, wow. people, people like betting the over and everything. Of course, yeah, even, why not? Right? <laughs> even something as stupid as how long a song is going to be, right? Yeah, for real. <laughs> but I had the over last year. I wish I would have written down the exact time of, of of what it was and what it ended up being. But I know I lost it because I remember whoever it was that sang the national anthem last year. I thought they were going to drag it out. Instead, man, they were skippity bebopping through it i'm like would you slow down <laughs> enunciate yeah i think it was mickey guyton for a minute 35 last year yeah they said it was like one of the fastest ones ever i have it yeah. in front of me a and I, looked, I thing is i looked up guyton's previous ones and it should have done like uh a couple of big national anthems right and they dragged they were like two two minutes, 35 seconds. Like, I was like, this is good. And since you're up there, whoa, slow it down. Yeah, I mean, I don't know the national anthem singer this year, but the past. It's, uh, like, it's Chris Stapleton. Okay. Oh, yeah, you said it. So the past eight, though, have hit the under according to you what it's at. Chris Stapleton is? No, I do. I, I didn't hear you say that. Sorry, the first time. I. Of course, I know Chris Stapleton. 
But he must be a long singer because the past eight have been under two minutes. He, he's got a voice it could be, but I what I normally do before I ever lay the bed, I go back and try to find one of their national anthems. Have they sang it before? And if so, what did they average? But it always bites me. <laughs> if, if I try to take the over here, I mean the under here, he's going to come out, you know, just dragging it out like, like uh, Celine Dion or something. We're coming up on the end of it. What is your lock? My lock of the day is going to take us to the NBA. And actually, I just want to see if the line moved at all really quickly. As I'm going to keep it in my hometown. Look, the Brooklyn Nets have just traded away uh, a decent amount of pieces. You know, I know Durant wasn't playing, but a couple others like TJ Warren were involved. Uh, the Bulls did not make any moves, so all their guys are playing tonight. I'm taking the Chicago Bulls plus one. Uh, on the road at Brooklyn because Brooklyn really outside of Cam Johnson, who's been on on one for them uh, out of nowhere. I like that a lot. Without Brooklyn has like eight or nine guys dressed. So I'm taking the Bulls plus one. All right. And my lock of the day, I'm going to take – let's see what it actually breaks down to because the line has moved just a tad. But I'll go ahead and pull it up very, very quickly here. Um I'm going to take a couple of teams on the money line as opposed to doing a uh, actual teaser. I think we actually get better odds doing it this way. So I'm going to take Purdue, who is at home. They're playing Iowa. And the late game, let me find it real quick. And I like it, that Purdue, but... it is, oh, my word, have mercy. Here, here we go. Um, Oregon, there we go. And it'll be a minus 109, Oregon-Purdue on the money line. Uh, we got to jam out here so we don't have time for walk-offs. Uh, stay tuned for Sports Map Radio's First Name Sports. And uh, make sure to get your Friday morning started tomorrow. Rhino Radio right here, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. We'll be back 3 to 5, me and Bobby. And uh, Brian Snow is going to make his uh, debut here. Hey, hey. So we will be there, uh, be ready to rock on for the Super Bowl, baby. Keep it Woo. here on the key. Goodbye. You're listening to WQEE 99.1 FM, the key in Noonan, Georgia. Goodbye, sweetheart. Where it's time to go. We're back tomorrow with another show. Well, unless we're fired, we'll talk to you then. Goodbye, sweetheart. Goodbye. Goodbye. Guys and gals, it's time to go. We'll see you on the next show. Same back time, same back channel. Thanks for listening to Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks on 99.1 FM WQEE, The Key in Noonan, Georgia, and simulcasting on youtube.com forward slash at Braves Country. Braves Country comes your way weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Please follow, like, and subscribe today. Armchair Quarterback Radio, your first choice for Southern sports. Something of the 5th of September. Something of the 5th of September. She said a lot that I can't remember. Something of the 5th. Gonna get another cigarette, please. Can I get another cigarette?
NFL playoffs are back, and that means the Armchair Quarterbacks kickoff show is back. Join Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks Conference Championship Sunday and Super Bowl Sunday, 1 p.m. Eastern to 3 p.m. Eastern, to get you ready for the biggest games of the year. The Armchair Quarterbacks will be talking the spreads, prop bets, over-unders, stupid underdogs, and the locks. That's the Armchair Quarterbacks kickoff show streaming right here. Braves Country HD and our radio affiliates. 